Hey everybody, Dr. Rick here. Welcome to Anatomy of Energy Podcast. Welcome to a podcast that is based on people's experiences with addictions. Most episodes are interview-based, so sit back and enjoy Dr. Ricky J. Colmer, PhD, LAC's newest podcast, AOE, Anatomy of Energy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Dr. Rick. Once again, welcome back for episode four. Parents should get to know who their children are spending time with, especially with the bombardment of fentanyl. It only takes a small amount of this drug, equal to 10 to 15 grains of salt, to kill a person. Emotions play a huge role in drug use and various levels of violence. There has been a lot of violence recently due to emotional disturbances, which oftentimes results in death. Unfortunately, most addicts are well aware of the dangers using this drug, but use it anyway. A lot of addicts have been using heroin for many years without anyone knowing. Even worse, the addict doesn't care who they hurt. They often think about the problems they cause their loved ones, but they just really don't seem to care. Episode 4 is when things become very difficult for Stephanie. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Stephanie to Episode 4. Hey, it's good to be back. Sorry for the delay. Um, I was having some family issues that I had to resolve. Oh, that's okay. You know, everyone has family problems, and of course, family always comes first. Okay, so let's get right to it. Um, in 2014, did you use any other drugs besides heroin? Yes, this year I actually started using cocaine for the first time. Did you use it uh, with other heroin addicts, or were they just like cocaine addicts, or what? At this point, I had different types of people coming into my life. So they used heroin, they took pills, they used cocaine. So I was just surrounded with other addicts. Okay, so how did you use the cocaine? I started off by snorting it, and then eventually I went to shooting it. And who did you do the injections with? For the first time, um, at the time, my husband. Okay, he was doing the cocaine too? Yes. Okay, where did you actually put the needles in your body? In the same place as the heroin, or where? Yes, in my hands and in my arms. Did it hurt or no? No. Were you ever worried that maybe you would get an infection using the needles in the same place? Or did you use different needles? Or what exactly happened here? Oh, all the time I was worried. And it it was always constantly in my mind about infections. But I did use new needles every time that I shot up uh, cocaine or heroin. There was actually a needle exchange in Kenosha where you could go as many times during the week as you wanted, and they would give you clean needles to use, and you would give them your old ones, and they would actually supply you with cottons and a thing to tie around your arm and alcohol swabs. Um, They give you Narcan too? Yes, you actually could get certified in carrying Narcan, but they did supply Narcan. Did you ever overdose on cocaine or any of your friends that you were involved with while shooting it up? No. But the heroin, you did see that, right? 
I have seen many overdoses with people on heroin, yes. Okay, and those people, did they have medical attention, or did you guys kind of take care of them yourselves with the Narcan, or what exactly happened there? Yeah, we would take care of them ourselves with the Narcan. We were too afraid to ever bring them to a hospital. For fear that you would get arrested or something? Yes. At this point in your life, was there any police involvement yet, or no? There actually was at this point. Um, I ended up getting a bench warrant for not paying child support and missing court. And how long did you not pay child support? Man, the entire time I was using. Which would be roughly how long at this point? A couple years, few years? A couple of years. And then they came and gave you a warrant. Where were you when you got the warrant? I was in Kenosha. So I understand that this year, at this point, you went to some form of rehab? I did. And at this point in my life um, is when I told my baby brother that I was actually actively using heroin. What did he say? He, at first, was really upset, but then he became supportive and supportive of getting help. Okay, what about your mother at this point? Was there any involvement in your life now? She was there, but she wasn't there to support me on a positive level. Like, she wouldn't bring me to rehab. But she was she still taking you f- to get drugs at this point? Yes. But she wouldn't help you go to rehab? Correct. So why do you think that was? I'm not sure why she didn't. I never really asked her either. Oh, you never asked her to take you to rehab? No, I never asked her why she didn't take me. But you asked her to take you to rehab or to get drugs? Which one? A couple times in my life using heroin and when I would relapse and get clean and then relapse again. And you'd ask her to take you to rehab or to go get more heroin? Or both. both. Okay, both. Interesting. And so now your brother, knowing that you were on heroin, how exactly did he help you? He helped me by... Taking me up to St. Luke's in Racine, Wisconsin, which is a mental health facility. And they also allow you to detox off of drugs there as well. How long is their detox program? Like three days. Three days. And did you actually get in? Were you admitted or no? No, I wasn't admitted at this time because they were too full. Okay. So what did you actually do at that point? Then, from there, we went down to a facility in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that's called the Care Center, which is a home-base-like feeling. So, you would walk in, and it's a house, and there's multiple beds in this house where you could sleep, and you're, you can eat there, and they allow you to detox while prescribing you your own medication. They didn't give you medication when you're there like a hospital would okay so they didn't give you like street drugs or anything they just gave you like medications that were actually prescribed by a regular doctor correct yes that you brought in okay and you had to sign paperwork and all that with your name and all that stuff absolutely i I imagine that was all confidential by hipaa law yes okay so you went there right away from st luke's or was it a couple days or it was right away. It went, Well, it was the next day because I remember it being nighttime the day of trying to bring me to St. Luke's. Okay, so then you stayed there the full three days. I did. And what was the actual reason for going there? 
Well, at the time, I wanted to detox, but I was also nervous about getting arrested and for having the bench warrant for not paying child support and missing court. They never called the police or anything on you, none of that, right? No, because they didn't know. Okay, so you stayed three days, and then what happened after three days? Then I got out, and basically the program didn't help me. I mean, I can't actually, you know, blame the program because there are programs that work if you work them. It was me. I wasn't actually truly ready to get clean at this point. So how long after you left there did you start doing the heroin and the cocaine? About five days. You figure I was in there three days, so about two days after that. Okay, so did you start with just the heroin? Yeah, I started back up with the heroin, and then I eventually did the cocaine again because it was easily accessible. Okay, but how how many days after the heroin or weeks or what? Like the next day after the heroin use. So you right away went to both. Yes. So you were doing it, if if you had to guess at this point, um, after coming out of rehab, how many times a day would you do the heroin? Twice, usually in the morning and at night. And how many times would you do the cocaine? Um, a little bit more frequently because it's a different type of drug. It's not as long lasting as the heroin is. So, okay. And one is an upper and one is a downer. So wasn't there a conflict somewhere in there or no? No, it was really scary though, because you constantly think about it. Am I going to die in speedballing? What's, what's speedballing? Doing heroin and then cocaine. Okay, is that pretty popular, common? It was when I was using, so... Okay, and that was prior to the fentanyl thing, so... So you had some original friends that you did the heroin with, and I'm assuming you didn't do the cocaine with because you said you had different friends at this point. So what actually happened to those friends that you originally had? At the time, I pulled away from them, clearly, because I was using... So they would try to reach out to me, and I wouldn't respond, that sort of thing. But I eventually did reconnect with them down the road when I got clean, and they're still in my life to this day. Was part of it because maybe your husband didn't like you to be friends with them, or was it just... No. So he knew about those people that you originally did the heroin with and all that. Yes, he knew about all my friends. Including the cocaine friends, too. Yes. Okay. Because he was using cocaine with them as well as I was. So I'm going to go ahead and end this episode at this point, and then we'll go into 2015 and the next one where you actually overdose, correct? Yes. Okay, so thank you, and hope to see you soon. You're welcome. Thank you. During this episode... We learned that heroin addicts often use a combination of heroin and cocaine, more commonly known as speedballing. The heroin acts similar to a barbiturate, while the cocaine is similar to an amphetamine. This can be very dangerous to the heart. Once again, Stephanie went from snorting a drug to injecting it. She claimed she did the heroin twice per day and the cocaine more often. Both drugs were injected. I was kind of surprised to hear that the city she lives in offers a needle exchange program in Narcan. In my opinion, it would be much better if the local, state, and federal government offered rehabilitation programs as opposed to needle exchanges. It almost appears as if they are enabling the addict. But due to funding, this is probably the best they can do at this time. And of course, it helps to prevent the spread of diseases such as hepatitis C. 
Something has to be done as our homeless population is increasing rapidly and most of the homeless are on some type of drug and those who enter homelessness more than likely will experience some sort of drug use. We as a society, no matter what country we live in, are failing our communities. Drug addiction not only harms the addict, but all citizens alike. Interesting how the drug community kind of creates their own medical system to avoid being arrested. The addict on the street has no idea what they may face illegally, so of course they fear the worst. Maybe we should have some type of government program that almost forces them into rehabilitation. Unfortunately, I have asked people how they feel about this, and they seem to think that it is not their problem, and why should they pay for someone who is taking illegal drugs? They say things like, the government should control the drugs that enter our country. And the answer to that is simple. One day, you may encounter a street addict who wants the drugs so bad that they may harm you, or even worse, attempt to kill you for whatever they can get from you to continue the drug use. This should scare everyone, especially with the large amount of fentanyl that is entering our country. If you suspect someone in your inner circle of using drugs, please look for signs of injections or behavioral changes and confront them. They may be begging for help without you even knowing. My daughter avoided me at all costs. In the later episodes, I will dedicate an episode on how I became aware of my daughter's addiction and what I did to help save her life. And you too can do the same. Thanks for tuning in to AOE. If you'd like to make a donation, you can send check or money order to Ricky J. Colmer at 33 North Waukegan Road, Suite 4, Lake Bluff, Illinois, 60044. Make sure you tune in to each episode as there may be some information that can help save you or a loved one. If you have any questions, feel free to email aoe.anatomyofenergy at gmail.com. Thanks and have a happy and healthy day.